but no dogs. I've got two and I don't want any more. Amen. <laughs> Especially boy dogs. I live in a, a trailer where we buy gallons of water and those waters don't stay untainted in that condition with a boy dog. Did y'all know what I was talking about? Okay. I, I wasn't sure. I couldn't tell. Listen, I, um, I have been more than blessed today. Your pastor's a good preacher, and I appreciate him. Uh, I appreciate the singing. Where did the, where the bearded guy go? He took off. I saw him going across there. There he is. All right. <laughs> He's waving at me. Oh, yeah, Tim. I haven't heard you play, actually. I think this is the first time. Wonderful. Wonderful playing. And um, so we got fed today. And uh, he took pastor and his wife and family, in fact. Most of them, not all of them, but some of them came. And, uh, I think three girls right? Two girls. Yeah, and then me and Diane and then y'all. There were six of us. Sister Crow uh, knows that my favorite food is Mexican food. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Amen. You know, people call me wild. I don't know that I'm wild. I'm just nuts. Praise God, I'm screwed on to the right bolt, amen, like the pastor said this, this evening. But I will tell you, I have struggled with this message because I've got several that I wanted to preach, and God said, no, I want you preaching this one. So if you don't like it, blame God, okay? You can do that if you want to blame me, uh, but you'll find out that you're wrong, Amen. Listen, the title of my sermon is What I Want on My Record. What I Want on My Record. Uh, we're going to go to Job chapter 16, if you are able to turn there. I have been, uh, just for your information, I have been saved for 58 years. And I have been preaching for uh, 54 of those 58 years. God is sure being good to Philip Crow. He's being good to Sister Crow. And we have been married ourselves about 40, going on 48, well it's 48 now, and going on 49 years. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. Praise God for my wife and praise God for her, um, her singing. The uh, doctors, um, she's been through nine TIA strokes and the doctors told her she would never sing again. And all I could tell them was, nah, 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 nah. Amen. 
because they're not the uh, healing doctors. They're the uh, doctors that go in and try to keep you hooked on uh, things. And uh, so Sister Crow has been uh, singing, and boy, she's got such a beautiful voice. As for me, I'm the old crow. I sound like one too, brother. But you know, I've learned something. Use it for God, and He'll glorify it. I hope you have been, been blessed. I don't care if you was impressed or not. I just hope you was blessed by what you heard. Let's all stand if, if you don't mind. If you're able to stand, please. I'm from the South. Could y'all tell? I'm from Texas. Yeehaw! And I love Texas. But I can tell you that, uh, well, let's go to Job chapter 16, please, verse 19. Y'all there? Also now, behold, my witness is in heaven, and my record is on high. Thank you very much. You may be seated. I do that to let y'all stretch so that you won't fall asleep on me. What I want on my record. There's much said about records in the Bible. And from a study of the scriptures, we learn that God keeps a record of every happening on this earth. I believe if Christianity would understand that God knows what you're doing at all times. Amen. Amen. Excuse me. Good preaching, Brother Crow. <laughs> Amen? Amen. It's one of those things, folks. God knows you. He's keeping a record of everything. Every thought you do, every deed you do, every, uh, every person that you treat good and every person that you uh, treat bad. He knows what you do. I'm glad that Paul said in Philippians 1.8, he said, for God is my record. So if you want to prove anything, <laughs> that's what you do. Just simply say, for God is my record. He knows me. A lot of people say, I know you, Brother Crow. You're weird. Peculiar is the term. That's what the Bible te uh, teaches. Well, if you could see my record before I was saved. By the way, I was saved at the age of 12. And uh, you, you might see a black one. It would be because I was not saved. I was a, uh, I was a kid. And back in my days... You didn't have to do much to be a, a kid 
that was uh, making a record for himself by pulling his uh, sister's hair. You know, that's what I did. I wanted it. It was pretty. It wasn't pretty, brother. It was pretty. But since I have been saved, my record has changed. I do want some things recorded on this new side of my record that will stand the fires of judgment, according to 1 Corinthians 3, 12 through 15. I want it on record that I was a born-again Christian. Not just a Christian. See, I believe there's a difference between salvation and Christianity. I believe salvation is up by works, lest no man should boast. I probably butchered that one, but that's okay. I remember that Christianity is all works, but salvation is of no works. You can't save yourself. If you could, why should Jesus have died on the cross of Calvary? Many people are, are putting him to an open shame by crucifying him again. Well, he was only crucified once, and that's all it took. Amen. I'm, and by grace through faith, I am saved, and I'm thankful. I would hate to spend a whole lifetime here on earth not knowing that I was going to heaven when I die. I sure hope you know where you're going. Because if, if you don't know where you're going, the possibility is that you are going to die and go to a devil's hell. It was never created for you, but it was created uh, for the uh, devil and his angels. I, I also would hate to spend a lifetime being good and then in eternity hear the shocking words, depart from me. For I never knew you. And by the way, this is going to happen to some who think they are saved by good works. A people says, Brother Crow, your uh, sermons are simple. Well, the simplicity of it is simply this. That these are old things that you should have heard many times uh, before now. You should have already heard these things. You should have already been trained. You should already know how to be saved. You should already know whether you are or not. I, I know this. That there's a lot of people trusting in the wrong things. And in just a minute I'll get to another one of those things. Remember... It's all recorded in heaven, and you cannot change it at all. Once you're saved, you're saved. But if you're lost, you do have that opportunity to get saved. People say, well, Brother Crow, um, I've been in church all, all of my life. Good. I am glad you have but that does not make you saved. I have entered into the doors of this church 
for blah, 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 blah years. That's well and good, but that don't get you saved. You wonder why I'm coming down here? Because I want to. Sister Crow, when did you get saved? Do you remember? No, it was January. January first. Okay. I coached her. Amen. No, Sister Crow. Um, see, our ministry started in 1985, and this beautiful woman had uh, thought she was saved at the age of seven. But she wasn't. Because a good-intentioned missionary came into the service. And he told these kids, how old? Four, maybe five. Yeah, four to seven. Junior church. And he told them that all they had to do is to remember about hell. How many of you wants to go to hell? Hey, if, you, uh, if you're not stupid, guess what? I'm going to put my hand up, amen. I don't want to go to hell either. He said, well, then you're saved. And he said, pray this prayer. Ask Jesus into your heart. I got to a thinking about that, folks. That's wrong. Because my wife never got saved. But at the age, I well, I won't tell you her age she got. She says, that's nobody's business. But I will say this, that my wife got saved in 1991. And when she did, folks... She got gloriously saved. She had, before that, she was having these um, nightmares of uh, demons coming to uh, take her soul to hell. And couldn't understand it because she had been in the ministry for five or six years with us. I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what it was. Come to find out, she... She read a book that I picked up, uh, Houghton, Louisiana. And it was, I thought it was about Jehovah's Witness or Mormons or something. And I said, Diane, you need to hear this. Well, what it was, it was a man who had done everything in the church. He was even pastor. Well, Diane's not a, a preacher. Glory to God. It, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Amen. But anyway, <laughs> she says, she had done everything except for preaching. My, my, my. The man was a pastor and he said you know 
he went to his pastor and his pastor said, um, because every pastor has a pastor, at least used to, should. And so he went to this pastor and he said, and the pastor said, okay, Brother Ovid, why are you, um, do you know that you're saved? He said, yes, I do. How do you know? He said, because I said a little prayer. Ask Jesus into my heart. Mm. You know, folks, that is a, a thing that a lot of people are doing nowadays. And I'm not trying to uh, tell anybody anything except this, that you need to know that you know that you know that you're saved. No doubts. If you've got doubts, uh, we've got time to sit here at the altar. Oh, we got to go do this in the family, blah, blah. No, you don't. We'll sit with you and we will talk to you about how to really get saved. I believe it's by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. See, he died for us, and then he rose on the third day, and I believe that that settled the issue. Well, the great thing about all this is simply that my wife today is saved and born again because brother, the, the preachers kept asking Brother Ovid, he said, um, how do you know that you're saved? Just over and over and over. And finally, Brother Ovid said, why are you asking me this? I'm saved. And the preacher said, because you have not given me the right answer. If you've got your faith in asking, you was never saved. Am I on target here, preacher? I sure hope I am. I believe I am. See, I think we have some weak need watered-down churches, even what I call... See, this one here is a large one. For us, we do about 20, 30 people sometimes. But I can tell you, we need to understand that if we're not saved, we are in trouble. You think you're going to heaven, but I hope you are. But if you're not, God help you. By the way, I'm going. I think you can tell I'm excited about it, too. But I'm Southern, so who knows? So the preacher said, you didn't give me the right answer. Brother Ovid said, what? And the preacher said, well, said, you have put your faith and your trust in asking and in prayers. He said, none of those things will ever get you saved, but one thing will. Put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ and his finished work on Calvary. Folks, it's all about Christ. Nothing else. Amen. Good preaching, Brother Crow. 
I'm glad. Well, I better go on because I got stuck on that. But it is recorded in heaven, so you cannot deny it. I want it on record, not, that, not only that I was a born-again Christian, uh, not just saved, but that I was also serving God. Salvation is not of works, but Christianity is. Going to a church, paying your tithe, doing all of those things that the Bible teaches us to do. But I, I not only uh, want that on my record, but I want it on record that I was obedient to scriptural baptism. Folks, the water never saves. And by the way, the water never seals either. It's the Holy, Holy Ghost that seals you until the day of redemption. We're talking about Baptist doctrine, Baptist principles found in this book. I'm, I, I'm so glad they're there. There was only one kind of baptism, and many today have destroyed that picture. And you know many people that are part of those denominations that teach it's okay to be baptized. That baptism is going to get you into heaven. And if you don't get baptized, then you're not going, is what they teach. Uh, they, they baptize babies, and, they, and then they you baptize. And, and the baptize, baptism that they teach is um, getting a cup and sprinkling. Let me, let me tell you, I was taught that baptism is full immersion. I sure hope I, I, that we're not conflicting on this, brother. Well, you can't be obedient anywhere else if you have missed the first step. And I believe the first step after you get saved is to join yourself with a, a local New Testament visible church. I do not believe that you can uh, uh, ever follow Christ if you don't do that first. It must be the proper candidate, the proper authority, the proper mode, and the proper picture. Nothing else is going to be recorded in heaven. So what is the proper picture? Uh, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we're just following him in what he did. I want it on record that I was a member of a local New Testament scriptural church. Woo! Hallelujah. One that taught all of God's word. Not some of it, not taking it out of context, but putting it in context and living it uh, through my local church. I believe that my ministry is nothing if I don't uh, uh, follow Christ uh, by being a member of a local New Testament church. 
my a church is uh, my, my home church, Countryside Baptist in Mansfield, Texas. And I'm very thankful. A lot of people would say proud, but I'm not proud of my church. I'm thankful for my church. I just live that kind of a life. And I believe that God wants us to be a member of that so that we can be accountable to that church and those people. Am I on target? It is indeed a privilege to be a member of a New Testament church. Hallelujah. Now, I like this church too. I'd be a member, but I can't now, brother. So. It is the body of Christ, the pillar and the ground of truth. 1 Timothy 3, 15. Oh, by the way, we need some pillars in the church. Uh, some, uh, can I say some old people? I know sometimes we feel as old people that it's, it's uh, impossible, that nobody likes us and nobody cares. and We're going to eat a can of worms, you know. That's the attitude that we have sometimes. But I remember that there was James and Cephas and John in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 9. I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt we need some pillars in the local church that will stand up and hold the pastor's arms if we have to, just like Moses had his people stand and uh, uh, support him. That's what pillars do. He doesn't need some two-by-twos. He needs some two-by-tens. Serving God and uh, supporting your pastor. Can you tell I like your pastor? Even if I, I didn't like him, he's still in charge. So if any of you don't like him, get over it. I'm almost through. I'm probably over time, but... Uh, can I have a few more minutes? I also wanted on record that I was a tither. If it is not recorded that you are a tither, it could be recorded that you are a God robber. Malachi chapter 3 verses 8 and 9. God must keep a, a good financial record because here he knew who had robbed him and said this, Ye are cursed with a curse. Kind of like Ananias and Sapphira. Folks, if you're told to do something financially uh, for your local church or your pastor, you should do it. Good preaching, Brother Crow. You should make sure that you are uh, standing behind this man and you're not pushing him. And you're not stabbing him. But you're standing behind him and supporting him. Putting your arms under him 
and saying, Pastor, I'll be there for you. I keep saying this. Good preaching, Brother Crow. But last, last but not least, I want it on record that I was looking for Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I'm an excited crow. I can't help it. Because I know that Jesus is coming back. He went to prepare a place for me. You heard that in the song. And I can tell you, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my anchor. But I can tell you that He's one day coming back for me. By the way, He won't make that decision. God the Father is going to tell Him when to go. And He's just waiting to be told to Go get his children. I am kind of a, a crip right now. I've had a broken leg for two years. and It just, it's been slow healing. But I can tell you whenever he comes after me and he calls me up, I want to be the first to get there. Amen. I don't want anything to slow me down. Right. Oh, by the way, I know it's a spiritual calling out. I know that. But actually, it's going to be that physical calling out, and we're going to rise to meet the dead in Christ. Uh, we're going to meet them in the air and meet Jesus there too. I still want to be first. I don't think I will be because I'm not worthy of it. And God, uh, uh, te and the Bible teaches that, that Jesus said, uh, uh, you have to earn it. If you're going to be in a place of being lifted up, you have to earn it. All right, looky here. The second coming is the most mentioned subject in the Bible. Amen. Uh, John expressed the cry of waiting, expectant saints in next to the last verse in the Bible. Can anybody tell me what they said? It says, even so, come, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I want him to come. His coming will mean more to you if you are looking for him to return. By the way, it will be a great shock to you if you are, are not expecting it. And probably you won't go anyway. Simply because you may not be saved. I sure hope you're all saved here tonight. Is there anything that you need to take care of before he gets here? Because the altar is empty. I don't know if y'all come to the altar. I think y'all came this morning. Uh, some people did. But you could put, you could put a 40-foot tongue, tongue on the altar here.
because it's that big. You could put all, all of the weight of the world, all of your sins, all of your misunderstandings, all of your cares, right at Jesus' feet. This is big, folks. I've never seen an altar this big. But here it is, ready for you. And you. When I come to the altar anymore, I stand. How many are with me? Because I don't get down. Because I'll never get up. It, it hurts too bad. But if I get down here and my heart is right or I am crying out to God to forgive me, guess what happens? He forgives me no matter if I'm kneeling or if I am standing. Head bowed, saying, Lord, please forgive me, for I have wronged thee. My, 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 my. In closing, catch this. One of the reasons I believe there's no real and deep yearning for Christ's return is that we are too comfortable. That's the Laodicean church age, by the way. Uh, we're too comfortable in this world. And there is no desire to leave it. Yeah, but if I go, I've got to leave my truck. I've got an old 1999 Ford F-350 with that uh, 7.3 diesel engine. I don't want to leave it. Well, you know I don't care. Well, I don't want to leave my wife. I don't want to leave my husband. I don't want to leave my children. Folks, if you have been uh, what you should have been in teaching them the right way, you won't have to leave them. Because they'll be going with you at one point or the other. You can get excited if you want to. Because hey, that is an excited thing. But too many of us have given our kids choices. And we've given other people in our lives choices and I believe that it's all a choice but I also believe that some of us should take our Bibles and beat the heck out of some of them you know what I mean yeah because they're so stubborn that they don't understand that almighty God has put them here in that family to be blessed I'm here as an old man wanting to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and tell you that if you haven't done right, you can get it right with God tonight. Well, I think it's too late. Well, don't worry about that. God will worry about that, and he'll take care of your children and 
do what he, he wants to do to bring them back. I've got two children. She and I have two children. Oh, by the way, it took two of us. My, my son's an agnostic. My daughter's a two-faced Christian. I am right. I've got a granddaughter that they don't take her to a church, but they give her dance lessons because that's going to make her a good person. And they teach her to sing. They teach her to do this and that. But she doesn't know. Jesus loves me. <laughs> this I know. And this is my granddaughter. But I cannot be there, pastor, for her all the time. All I can do is I can be there when I can, and when I'm not there, then I've got to trust that God's got her in the palm of his hand. She's five years old, going on six, and she needs to know Christ as her Savior. So y'all pray for Juniper is her name. Pray for Catherine. Cat is what they call her, and that's her mother. And then my son, Chad, pray for them that they might get saved, and if not saved, just get back into the will of Almighty God. Pray for my daughter, Stephanie, that she will get right with God. Pray that she will stop lying and telling fibs all over the world. Oh, by the way, she's about to get married. That scares me. So what am I going to uh, do? I'm going to pray. Could we have the pianist up, up here? I'm, I'm going to kneel down, Diane. If you want to join me, you can. Right here, please. If you can make it. And we're going to pray for those children. And we're going to pray for your children that I don't know. I'm sure you're going through the same thing that we're going through. If you've done it right. Pastor, I'm not condemning anybody. I'm just trying to, to help people. Our nation's in trouble. And it's in trouble because we don't come to the altars and we don't get our hearts right with God and we let every little thing bother us except that people are dying and going to hell. And we need to reach those people. And those that are saved, they're like, oh, God help this country.
because one day it's going down and according to the book, I, I believe it is. But until that day, it's our choice to serve God. As for me and my house, Pastor, we will serve the Lord. Brother Tannis, we're going to serve the Lord. I would invite anybody that wants to come up here and stand with us. Because we're not going to kneel. I, uh, promise me. Brother, you're going to have to help me up if I do, okay? <laughs> Every head bow, please. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray as we go into invitation time that you would have talked to the people through your Holy Spirit. May the Spirit of God rest upon each of us right now Convict us where we need to be convicted and bless us where we need to be blessed. If there's any lost, please save them. And we'll be careful to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, I pray. Shall we all stand? All to Jesus.